Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Hello and welcome to this month's episode of that Disney Park, no, that Disneyland Paris podcast. <laughs> Too many podcasts. <laughs> I'm Nick. <laughs> and I'm Paul. Yeah, I mean, I, I, everything's messed up. Everything's messed up there, but never yeah. mind. It doesn't matter. It's what happens when you don't podcast for a few weeks and then try getting back on the horse. Uh, and talking about getting on the back of horses... We're also joined by Craig. Hi. Because we will later be discussing our recent trip to DLP, which I know everybody has been on Tenzerhook's uh, waiting to hear about. Unless Not on tentacles. Uh, well, testicles with Craig. Um, but uh, the Patreons would have heard some of it already. Uh, because we've been, the exclusive audio we recorded when we was there is now on Patreon. Some of it is, um, but this is a a more going to be more of a trip report, I think. Um, so we will do that later on, and then Craig came up with a question for us to end the show as well. So uh, I guess we normally talk about newsy bits around about this time, wouldn't you say, P Dubs? Yeah. I would imagine just, so. Just, just nod and agree. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Um, and I think the well, the, the biggest news that we've had for a while um, is some price increases. Not on tickets, <laughs> which is where it normally goes. No. Um, and it was no. interesting because like these were announced yesterday as we record this. So they were announced on the 29th of November and they went into play on the 30th of November. So there's literally been no no warning about this or anything. They just said, here's the new prices, and then bam, they're here. Um, and it's been quite interesting, because obviously we were just there last week, so we're obviously very, me and Craig, very aware of you know the food and you know pricing and stuff. So it was interesting that we got this. Um, now, I don't know if you've got it in front of you, P-Dubs, but I did yeah, see those pictures. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the biggest increase um, is probably the auberge. Yeah. The Cinderella, <laughs> which has gone from 79 euros to 95 euros. Yeah. Big increase. 16 euros increase overnight. Now, have you, have you ever eaten there? P-dubs. I haven't, no. I've, a couple of times I've looked, but it's just never been something. We've normally ended up at um, the Disneyland Hotel for our characters' meals and inventions. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, I mean, obviously, Auberge is a um, it's a princess character meet anyway. 
So not the not the number one thing most boys are asking for. No. Most men maybe, but definitely not you know young boys. So there is that. Um, but for me, always look at the menu. It's it's obviously quite limited in its range. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's going to be an albatross around the neck. This it it could well be. It could well be uh, an albatross around the neck, Craig. You're right, and. I mean, I went there for breakfast. Where I mean, it's not as expensive at breakfast that I haven't got the price increases of breakfast. But I want to say breakfast was normally about 60 euros, 50 euros. And, you know, the breakfast was very limited. You know, it was like, this is what you've got. There was no vegetarian option or anything like that. So I just had to pass the meat options over to people that would eat them and be left with what I had. And that was that was it. Um, but it, it's obviously quite fancy food as well in comparison uh no chicken nuggets here um so i th- I, th- I think that's the other limiting thing as well because even people that aren't vegetarians that do want to ha- have a character meal with princesses will look at the menu and go i don't think my kids are going to eat that or i don't think i'm going to eat that you know so but that, that's a big increase that is a big increase uh waltz uh has gone up 13 euros 42 to 55. Oh. I mean, there's got to be a lot of big love for that. I don't think there's any big love for that, Craig. If I'm Well, the honest. food and stuff in Waltz. But it does seem to be reasonably popular. Again, I'm going to come to you, P-Dubs, because this, this is somewhere I've never been to either. No, again, I haven't. And for a lot of the last few years, when the parks have been open, it hasn't been. And... Actually, on that note, it's closing in January for about a month. That was announced and last week there as well. Go. It's it's literally only been open for six months. Yeah, and they've they've racked the prices up again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, fifty-five. So, will it be open in in February? Well, it will be open in February. Will it be open when you're there in February? Not sure. I think so. Uh, I think so. Yeah. They've Not got like, to break the chain somewhere, haven't they, and, and try and keep it open. Yes. Um, And then we got the Silver Spur and Captain Jacks. They've gone from 42 to 45. So that's only an increase of three. Yeah. And so, and that's fair enough. That's that's what you would class as inflation. Well, it's, it's just over yeah, 10%. Definitely. Right? Yeah, Yeah. So... Actually, no, it's less than, less than ten percent there. But the lucky nugget, less than 10%, has, yeah. lucky nuggets, gone from twenty two to twenty five. So that's up three euros. So that is just over ten percent. Anything that that should have gone down. <laughs> oh, poor lucky, poor lucky nugget. Um, the Manhattan uh, restaurant, which again has been open what eighteen months, that's going yeah. up from forty nine to fifty five euros, so a six euro increase. Uh, Shay Remy. 42 to 55, so it's another 13 euros. And I want to say, I think it was another 17 euros on top if you wanted wine. Yeah. So, so that'll probably be 20 euros now. Yeah. At some point, you've got to go your own way, haven't you? Go your own way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got, so uh, these, are, these are just like the buffets now. Um, we've got Plaza Gardens going up from 38 to 45 euros. Now, 
that's not that's not character, is it, for the buffet? That's only character for breakfast, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. So that's quite a. I think that's pricey for a, a non-character buffet. Plaza yeah. Gardens isn't that great. Like I, yeah. I've had good meals in there, and Craig, you've had ropey meals, and I've had ropey meals in there. Um, I don't think it's forty-five euros worth of good. No, it's quite basic buffet food. Yeah, like to be honest, when you're paying, oh, how much was Billy Bob's? I think Billy Bob's is about thirty or thirty-five. That's much better value buffet. Okay, it's in the village, but it sounds like the prices are going up everywhere. Yeah. What do you mean, like everywhere in the world? Or are we talking just about Disneyland Paris? Well, it's a, just Disneyland Paris, really. But yeah. Well, La Catina, which is uh, the Santa Fe buffet, is going up a whole euro from 34 to 35. Why bother? Yeah, well. One euro. And then when you consider. And you compare it, um, it's the last one on the list, but the Chuck Wagon Cafe, which you would say is on the same level, is 40 euros. Chuck Wagon, I think, is a better buffet than. Um, Plaza Gardens. It's just mm. that it's in a hotel. Yeah. Uh, Hunter's Grill's going up from 38 to 45, so that's going to affect you, Craig. Well, maybe I'm never going back again. Yeah, you're definitely going back. Um, downtown and Cape Cod were 42 and now 45. And Crockett's Tavern. Where is Crockett Tavern? It'll be at David Crockett. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's also going up a whole year, right? <laughs> so again, no idea why. I'm actually surprised that David Crockett has got its own restaurant, really, because you'd have I think it has to, because it's out on its own, isn't it? Oh, okay. yeah, I know. I just, yeah, I suppose people will go there without taking their own food, aren't they? It's just yeah. that there's barbecues there and stuff, isn't there? But well, you don't want to be doing a barbecue at this time of the year, do you? Really? Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> as long as you've got a coat on, what's the problem? You're going to be standing in front of coal. Um, Flammable coat. You'd have to get me hypnotised to do that, mate. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I mean, what do you... It's a, I mean, look, I, I appreciate places have to go up. There is inflation across the world. I understand that. I do think some of these are excessive. I think, you know, if it was a 10% increase across the board, fair enough. You know, but when you're talking like 15, 16 euros, that's that's a big jump. And without warning as well. Yeah. That's the thing. So my from what I've seen, and again, this is this is just breaking. So, you know, this is what we know now, but who knows if it will change. As a change, not chain. Um, if you've got a dining plan already booked, you're fine. You don't yeah. have to pay any extra for these hotels if you're on the you know the upper class dining plan. Um, but I don't know how long that's going to stand for. They've not kind of said how long that's for. So, I mean, it could it could be that if you booked your holiday uh, a few months ago to go 
in uh, in May that that will also apply to you. But I would assume any bookings going forward, the dining plan will also go up. I don't think they're going to, you know, if they're, if they're putting prices up, that's going to go up as well, surely. You know? I thought so. Yeah, we so. just have to monitor the situation and uh, keep abreast of it and, and just look out for any little lies dotted about. Little lies? Yeah, fake news. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, just, just checking. Just checking. Um, yeah. I mean, it's 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 not good. I mean, Craig, you're already booked up, right? You're going in February. Yep. You don't have a dining plan? No. So, no, no, no. I mean, it's not good news for you. Um, I think last time we took we took our own breakfast. Um, we might have got a croissant at the Starbucks and whatnot. Um, and we sort of winged it. I don't think we had anywhere booked. Well, the only one we had was Shea Remy, and I don't think we'd go back again. Um, it was it, nice. What, you winged it like a songbird? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but P-Dubs, I mean, you're not, you're not booked up for next year yet. And no. it probably wasn't on your agenda. But, you know, if, if you were contemplating it, would this make you rethink uh it'd probably make me rethink some of my meals i don't think it'd put me off going uh the one i was surprised by was hunter's grill to put it on the same level as like downtown and cape cod is surprising mm. um that was what and i love hunter's grill it's probably my i think when me and craig did our favorite buffets it was it was in amongst my top three but um, the fact that they're putting it on the same level as the hotels above it, um, I think is is too much. Um, if anything, I thought they would have put more on the Marvel restaurant mm. than they did. Um, but yeah, it, it wouldn't put me off going. It, it would just make me rethink where I was going to eat. Yeah, yeah, you're you're clearly a man of the world, so you just. Just um, say, oh, daddy, and get on with it. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. I just, I personally, I think this is going to push people towards the village more to go and eat. Um, uh, as we say that, as the village starts to disappear. Well, yeah, I mean, shut it down. Only, only bits and pieces, only bits and pieces. But I do think, I do think it probably will do. And the thing is, what you've got to think about as well so we we went and ate somewhere in a village that craig didn't even know about because of where it is there, there's more places to eat there than you probably realize and then um you know that's gonna be done in phases anyway so i imagine that you know work will take place new places will open before the next phase continues down so but uh no i think you know, I think if you want a buffet, I think you're better off going, you know, avoiding the ones in the parks now. Either going to one of the ones at the hotel, because the ones at the hotels are actually pretty good. Or you can go to Billy Bob's 
uh, go and have your buffet there because afterwards, uh, you know, Craig, I don't know if you know this, but you know, you eat upstairs in the restaurant, downstairs there's a bar, there's a huge dance floor, and you can tango into the night. So it's, uh, it's a good place to be. Well, I mean, <laughs> you uh, you make love and fun, Nick, so yeah, what can I, I say? I do, I do. And that concludes our story about price increases in restaurants and me and Craig trying to shoehorn in as many Fleetwood Mac song titles as we possibly could, R.I.P. Christine McVie. Um, P-dubs, there was something yeah. else that I... Th- this is... It's not news, but it, it in a way it is. So we've talked about on here previously the fact that Planet Hollywood is closing down on the 7th of January, I think. It's the date. Yeah. I should have remembered this because I was trying to convince Craig that he needed to buy the uh, Goodbye Planet Hollywood t-shirt that they were selling in the gift shop, even though he's never been there. <laughs> Well, um, we assumed you were going to come home with the whole suitcase and the stuff from there, Nick. So I was well, I was I was tempted. If the if the exchange rate was better, I probably would have done. Um, but but yeah, so we we know that's closing, and obviously we've been speculating on here about what might replace it. Other places speculated as well as to what might replace it, and somebody just decided to actually ask the goddamn question when they were in there <laughs> and said. Is this becoming a hard rock cafe? And they Ooh. replied, "No, <laughs> not on your Nelly." But <laughs> it has been—they know, like it's been confirmed what it's going to be, but it's not a hard rock cafe. So let the speculation commence, is what I say. It's not a Greg's, is it? It is the biggest Greg's in Europe. Yeah, they will serve. Uh, hot slices. Actually, no, they won't serve hot slices to your table because then it wouldn't be Greg's, would it? If the food was hot, it wouldn't be Greg's. No, well, it's either it's either cold or it's molten hot and takes the skin off the roof of your mouth. <laughs> I cannot tell you the last I went to Greg's and I got anything that wasn't like more than slightly, slightly. That might warm. be the heat tax. Might it be is, the heat tax. It is the heat tax. Unless you go in there as they've come out of the oven they just then go into an unheated uh, case. So, Can you imagine the yeah. French dealing with a baked bean slice? <laughs> Funny enough, I saw Triple H dealing with a, a, a Greg's sausage and sausage bean and cheese slice just the other day on a video, and it was quite amusing to watch him kind of work out what this was. Um, so yes, I can see how they would take to it. Plus as well, I mean, look, yeah. I mean, the French are, are the, uh, you know, the... the, the Almost a gods of pastry, right? You know, yeah. To get a Greg's one, mm. um, so yeah, a slice, I, and a, a slice and a Danish pastry. Oh, um, so I, I wonder what else could go there. And I'm trying K-Tams. to think. Yeah, the world's biggest K terms place to be closed down in a month. Um, but I was trying to think about what what other restaurants we've got elsewhere. Other Disney parts, other Disney, you know, downtown Disney areas, obviously, rather than villages. But just trying to think of what could go in that space. Because, I mean, it's a large space, isn't it? It's a really large space. When you look at the outside of the building, you actually see, like, you know, it goes quite far back. And it also is is quite wide as well. It's going to be a giant sprinkles. 
you think it's going to be a full rip out? Well, I wonder. So, the like, I could only think of Hard Rock going in there as a restaurant that would need to have that amount of space. So I wonder if it's not going to be one restaurant. I wonder if it's going to be broken into units. And will be two. Be, or, or could it be a food course? One of the because they're all the rage, aren't they now? I don't know if that's a European thing or not. It's definitely a UK thing. You're right, but I'm not. I'm not sure if that's if that's something they have in France. So I don't know. Um. But I, I, the only, the, the only thing I thought might, you know, want to take a space like that is uh, STK. But then there's already a steakhouse there anyway, isn't there? So why yeah. would they want to compete with that? So I don't know. Can you think of of any, you know, kind of chains or anything that you think might want to go there? I'm just trying to think of the other parks and what's the the Spanish restaurant. Disney Springs. Glorious Adventure. Oh. Egg. No. Um, I keep, all Would I it be like a. Anti Hitos. It's not Anti Hitos. <laughs> Would it be a cowfish or anything like that? I know that's universal, but. I don't know if cowfish is a chain, actually. I think it is. Not that I it matters. Think. I mean, you know. Yeah. You can or open more than one Bubba Gumps. Could it be a Bubba Gumps? I mean, I don't think... There was never a Bubba Gumps in downtown, was there, P-Dubs? Don't think so. No, I mean, I what's no. to stop... What's to stop, I suppose, it becoming Rainforest Cafe? <sighs> and then Rainforest Cafe... Closing, you know, like moving. It's going to be McDonald's. Space. You think it's going to be McDonald's? <laughs> yeah, do the seating. Do the seating. To be fair, yeah. Oh, so when, so we, I, I don't know if Craig was surprised by this because obviously the one at Disney Village is always rammed to people at the end of a night anyway. But, yeah, it's like the Walking Dead. But was you surprised, Craig, that every time we went into a McDonald's? They were always busy, no matter what time of day they were. No, because it's like that everywhere. <laughs> it's cheap food. Um, it's not in France, though. I don't think it is in France. It's more expensive than it is back home. It might well be, but it's still full. Yeah. Um, you know, the the ones in Liverpool, the, the drive throughs full. You walk in, it's full. They've got their own seating area now for all the uh, just eat people to sit off and wait. And that's the worst thing they ever did to McDonald's. It's the worst thing they did. Full stop. Like every yeah. takeaway is is ruined by just eat and delivery orders. It's it's just the worst. Yeah. I, I don't go into Taco Bell anymore for that particular reason. I know that if I go in there, I'll be waiting about half an hour. To get my food because yeah. they've got all these other um, orders ahead of me. And the place is empty. Taco Bell, could Taco Bell? Could any American go in there? Because what if they got it representing America? House uh, of Blues would do. House, that would be, be nice. That's still, that's still a thing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, may, you know, could could that. No, I was going to say Cirque du Soleil. Could but, it be a venue? No. Could it be a venue? Could, would, is, it got, <laughs> is it a venue? Has it got a stage in there? I've, I don't know. I've never been. In. They're not going to host you everything in there, Craig. 
How many more times? Well, that like the House of Blues has live acts on and stuff like that. I mean, it, it has to. If it it doesn't at the moment, but the the point is like it is when you go inside it, Greg, it's massive. Like it's yeah, a yeah. massive, massive space, and also it's a massive space that's got a lot of unused space as well. So, yeah, it could it could quite easily be a, a House of Blues. Um, has it got a lift? Yes. Yeah, I just remember it being upstairs. Yes, it is. Yeah. Is that because yeah. of the stairs at the front? Is that what reminded you of? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, well because you, you don't get because it's it's far away from you, i.e. it's upstairs and out the way, you don't know, you don't get a gauge of how busy it is, do you, I suppose, until you walk in there. Whereas all the others you can see because they're all on the same level as you, basically. You look out from the inside, outside in, you can see how busy it is, whatever. Um, it's never busy. And what I mean by that is... Even if it was busy, it wasn't busy because it had it was big enough to have so many seats and tables that you would never be waiting longer than about 20, 30 minutes, even even at a busy time. You know, it it, it was a big space in there, big space. Could it just be pulled down? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think it'll be pulled down because, I mean, quite frankly, it's it's too new for it to be. I mean, that was built in 96, I want to say, 97. So I don't think it needs pulling down, but I can see, I can definitely see it being divided if necessary. If there's no, like, one anchor ten, uh, tenant that wants it. You know, if it's too big a space... So that, literally, the only place I think that could fill it would be Hard Rock. If Hard Rock aren't having it, I can't think of anyone that can use that amount of space for a restaurant. Other than Rainforest. I kind Ooh. of wish we'd get in there now. What about T-Rex? No. Yeah. No. It's just Rainforest, isn't it? Just with dinosaurs. Right, but you you know how popular it is in Disney World. Then you have trouble like getting a table there. I've only ever ate in rainforest, um, and it is busy, like. But yeah, you got like know. Disney World has got more than one rainforest as well because they've got one in Animal Kingdom, yeah. which is always quite busy as well. So it could be too. That's that's yeah. I can't think of anything else. Okay, well, hopefully we'll find out sooner rather than later. But that was at least good to do some speculation. Um, but P-dubs, I'll uh, hand you the reins, as it were. Yeah, well, kind of, because it's it's still going to be you guys. Um, so yeah, uh, basically, we're going to talk Nick and Craig's trip recently. Um, so let's start with when you went, because obviously it wasn't that long ago. Who wants to take the reins on that? Go on, Craig. I've done enough talking for now. It, well, it was last week, so it was the end of, or the middle of November, um, and it was Christmas. 20th to 23rd. Yeah. Frimbo. It yeah. Was, it was unbelievable, mate. So, obviously, we Nick and I have talked to no end about how to travel. So, how did you guys get over to Disneyland Paris this time? Because, obviously, you live at opposite ends of the country. Slowly, uh, yeah. Well, due to um, the ongoing disputes on uh, the railway, I travelled down to 
Hemel Hempstead on the Saturday night and stayed in a travel lodge because I couldn't guarantee getting from Liverpool to London on the Sunday morning. Uh, the first train was taking uh, three and a half hours and it wasn't getting in till about quarter past one. Uh, so I stayed overnight, got off early the next morning, travelled down to Euston, loads of time. Met Nick outside King's Cross and we had a look at the train that I would have caught and it was running late, about 10 minutes late. And it so it would have been in the window of panic. Um, yeah. We got on the half two Euro star. Well, hang on. Was... I've got my own story there. So I woke up and my wife just said to me, have you checked the train times? And I said, no, I know what the train times roughly are. They're like normally every 20 minutes or so on a Sunday. I know what the train times are. There you go. And, um, but I thought, yeah, I should, I should check it out. And it was a good job I did because the trains were cancelled. They were doing engineering (laughs) works on my line for most of the journey into London which meant I couldn't get in, even from another nearby station, I couldn't get into London. So my wife very kindly offered to drive me to an underground station a couple of miles away, and uh, that's where I had to get my journey. So it should have taken me about an hour 10, hour 20 maybe. Um, It was actually quicker by doing it that way, so I got there in about an hour. So that was quite good, but... Yeah, a little bit of stress that I wasn't expecting on Sunday. I thought all the stress was with Craig and his trains, but no, it was mine as well. At least Craig got there with no issues on the Saturday night, so that was all right. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I had a I had a boss little timetable worked out where I changed the crew, picked up a train from Glasgow down to Milton Keynes, blah blah blah, until that train was half an hour late. So that so the whole deck of cards just collapsed. So I ended up travelling into London where I had about seven minutes, if that, to run round platforms and get on a train back out of London, which was full and standing due to the rugger being on. So no. it was full of toffs, all toffing about the rugger. Oh, God. Chasing an egg. Oh, yeah. Chasing an Just egg. what you need. Yeah, so I got into the route, into the hotel about half 11 at night. Um, so... <laughs> So you, didn't see any, you didn't see any of my old stomping ground then? Do you know what? It was lovely in the morning. It, it, everywhere looks sinister of a night. Um, yeah. When I was walking back to train station the next day, it was lovely. Yeah. It, it was a nice, nice place. I, I used to go there quite regularly. Um, it was Likewise. an easy bus journey for me. So Hemel and Watford were some of my stomping grounds, even though technically they were nowhere near me. <laughs> Watford was for a lot of people. Mm. back then not so yeah. much now but it was then so Eurostar Sunday morning uh, it, how was that it was the half two departure um, and it was it was perfect it literally left on time we um, were lucky because there was a, yeah, a half yeah, yeah. one train so like they're basically they were on the half hour the trains we'd booked for the, the half past two but the half past one, I don't think started boarding until quarter past two. Yeah. So the the yeah. waiting area was was pretty busy because it had two train loads of of people trying to get on trains. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, our our uh, train was was fine. 
we we picked a table and we ended up sitting opposite the granny and a a grandson who I ended up drawing with and, and uh, sign language with because he was French and I was English and it was quite funny. But in hindsight, we just do a two next time. Um, but we got there on we got to Gardenor on time, bang on, didn't we? Yeah, and it was my first time being there since race weekend, I think, P dubs. When was that? Twenty yeah. seventeen or twenty eighteen? Yeah. Twenty seventeen. Okay, right, okay. Yeah. So I got lost in, in Gardenor because it, it changed quite a bit. So I knew roughly where to go, but I also didn't at the same time. And yeah, I, maybe, maybe it wasn't that I was it changed that much, but you know, maybe it was it was forgetting what it was like in there, but also I think they'd been doing a lot of building work when I was in there last time, which had now obviously been finished. So Yeah, yeah and my muscle memory kicked in from February. Mm. I, I wanna say there was a lot of um construction going on in February that appeared to have been finished this time now. So and I'd watched Sam for God recently, so I knew what to do because she's got a video on it. Um, we went and got our tickets for the onward journey down on back onto um, it was the it wasn't the R and R, was it? It was the yeah, that was the R E R. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. And we got on the B train, was it? Uh, I think B then uh, A. So B2 we two and we... A four, I think. Yeah, something like that. We and we so we went one stop, and normally you just cross over, don't you, onto the opposite platform? But we did. Uh, yes, because we got on the yeah. Basically, there was I think two different trains that we could have got, and if we'd have got on the right yeah. one, we'd have been on the same platform. But we got on a different one, so we had to. Oh, and it was it, it took about five minutes to to transfer yeah, over, just up and over. Yeah, very straightforward. And again, you get on that train um, to. Bar Chesney, is it the end of the line? Chesney, Chesney Hawks. No, we went Chesney to Hawks, yeah. we went to Valley Europe. Yeah, we got off of Valley Europe, but that was about forty-five minute journey, Ronnie. And it cost us, uh, I think, five euros each. Yeah, mental. Yeah. So yeah, which I didn't think was bad at all. So yeah, it didn't take too long. And then I had a genius idea because I'd I'd never been to this hotel that we were staying in. I could see on the map where it was, and normally when I go to Valde Europe, I'm going out towards the shopping centre and the hotel's there. But this hotel was past that, and the the platform you can walk out either end. So you can walk out the shopping centre end, or you can walk down to the other end and go out that way. So I said to Craig, I think this will be quicker. I think this is nearer the hotel. What I didn't realise was how near the hotel it was. Like we don't throw. Yeah, we basically come out. And it was like, oh, there's the hotel over there. <laughs> that's so, good. That's good planning. Yeah, it was. It was great. And I mean, I knew, I know from like doing research before, uh, you know, where the hotels are. You know, there's lots of hotels and apartments around Valde Europe, but. Um, I actually thought that these hotels were further away than they actually ended up being. So I was expecting a much longer walk to where we needed to go, and it and it really wasn't. I mean, how long did it take us to walk 
from our hotel to the shopping centre, Craig, about seven minutes, eight minutes. Yeah, less than ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it was, and it just straightforward. Like he was just a few blocks away. You know, you walk down, uh, you know, a street the whole way along, and then you was out into the shopping area. So it was really a nice location, wasn't it? Yeah, spot on. Right, uh, wow. Checking. So in, I suppose. Yeah. I was going to say checking in was fine, except we had to pay tax, which we knew when we got in there, which was uh, I think about sixteen euros or something, Craig, for the three nights that we were there. Um, yeah, something like, like that. But I couldn't pay it; it wouldn't let me. So I tried a few different ways. I tried a card. I then tried Apple Pay. Um, it just it wasn't. It, well, it was declining, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was weird. So then Craig, it was the ter- it was the terminal, the um, yeah, the Wi-Fi. Yeah, we couldn't work out whatever. Yeah, we couldn't work out what it was. But once Craig had tried to do it as well, you know, we knew we had money. Um, but yeah, his cards didn't work even. He was using different types of cards to me. So yeah, we we so we just said to him, well, look, because they asked if we could pay cash, and I said no. I, did, I took no cash with me at all. It's another holiday I've taken with no cash. Um, so I said like, can we just like pay it on checkout? And they said, yeah, it's fine. So that once we, and we did that, and it, and it was fine. You know, payment went through straight away, so it was all good. Um, but I'd seen on the uh, when I did a Google search, the supermarket, the big supermarket was open until eight, and this was now about seven o'clock. Yeah. So I said to Craig, right, we can make our way to the shopping centre. We can go and get a few bits of the room now. No problems. We got we got time. So we dropped our stuff off. Went on our merry way with my big bag to put all our shopping in. We got there at seven seven twenty five. Yeah, and bloke wouldn't let us in upstairs because he's like, "Oh, it's it's closing, it's closing now." I was like, "No, it closes at eight o'clock." So anyway, we snuck in downstairs at the supermarket because you you've been there, Pete Dubs, haven't you? No, no, I've never been down there. Oh. I've never needed to. Craig, tell tell Pete Dubs about the wonderful supermarket. It's wonderful. There you go. It's on it's on two floors, so you can get in either way. The, the top floor is like homewares, toys, DVDs, books, kitchen, you know, all that kind of stuff. And downstairs is all food. So, but when we got in there, we just had people chasing us around, didn't we? Saying it's closing, it's closing. Yeah, security. Yeah. yeah. So we had, so we we just grabbed a few little bits. We didn't really grab the stuff that we. Uh, necessarily needed but we grabbed a few bits uh, as we had some drinks in the room and and stuff and then uh, yeah got turfed out Um, and then we was going to go to McDonald's because it was just there and it was open and it was heaving wasn't it absolutely heaving like Disney Village after fireworks have happened heaving or race weekend heaving Pete remember that just, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't just, think I'll ever forget that sitting outside freezing my ass oh, off. Oh, I mean, it it was just insane. Like every every terminal, like the touchscreen terminals, had people queuing behind people, and everyone, you know, all the tables were taken. People were queuing up at the tills to pay. People were queuing up at the tills to collect their food. It was just insane. I couldn't believe how busy it was. So. In the end, we went back to our hotel and then we checked out the restaurants 
around the area and we went to a little place called Alfred Burger who did burgers. <laughs> the cheesiest oh, burgers known there? to man. Wasn't it, Craig? I think I picked, it was all in French, obviously, and they had an English menu, which was in French as well. I um, So I picked, I think, a triple cheese burger and it was blue cheese, it was double clustered, it was Dairy League, it was everything. <laughs> and in there somewhere was a burger. But it was lovely. Didn't touch the sides. Yeah, I had a salmon burger. It was it was delightful. Yeah, I I, I really recommend. I think it was about, I think mine with a drink and fries was about fourteen or fifteen euros. I think yours was slightly yeah. more because you had a beer. Um, yeah, but I thought, but I thought like for the the quality of food, I, I thought it was quite good value. Yeah, sounds like certainly when you consider like McDonald's is a, a couple of euros less than that. So yeah. Yeah, exactly. And McDonald's, it, you can sniff it up your nose and it's gone. Um, so if How it big was, is your <laughs> Well, <laughs> you never know with those McDonald's burgers. Touche, touche. Um, so I suppose on that note, after a good night's sleep, we should dive into the park. So Craig, I know you, you've got an annual pass. Yeah. Nick, I'm not sure what ended up happening with you with ticket-wise. So what what did you do in the end? Yes, isn't that the story? <laughs> yeah. So uh <laughs> I um I left it late. I mean basically I I, I left it a week before and I put a bit of bullet and phoned up because I just couldn't get the answers that I wanted. The online chat was useless because the online chat is is I guess people working from home or something that don't actually <laughs> It's weird. Like they don't seem to have access to the Disney systems. They just seem to be there as like just just a little bit better than a bot, but not much more. So all the questions I threw her, she's like, actually, I don't know what the answer is. You you know, good question, but I'm not sure. So only and I phoned up, and I said like, you know, this is what I want to do. I'm lapsed pass holder. What what are my options? And basically, because I couldn't I couldn't buy one over the phone because it wouldn't get there in time. Fine, I knew that. So I could either wing it and hope that I could get there and buy the tickets when I got there for the days that I needed, or I had to go and buy my tickets online in advance. Um, and the thing is, because I said, like, you know, because I get shareholders discount and all this, but the the risk was getting there on the Monday and the park being full. And the yep. thing is, I could look on the calendar and I could see that it wasn't full, but they couldn't t- they couldn't tell you numbers so she couldn't tell yeah. she couldn't look and say we're we're currently at 80% or we're currently at 20% Do you know what i mean like it was it's quite bad really yeah that they can't tell you i mean even if it, even if they had some color coding on there so they could say like you know at the moment it's red which means that you know it's close to capacity then you know what you you, you know your chances are going to be like but they literally don't. It's oh, either available. Oh, or it's the not. wonderful reservation system. Oh, just useless. So in the end, I, I booked a three-day uh, ticket for the dates that I needed. So the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It cost me uh, about £180, I think, for the three days. So and that was a that was a um three-day two-park ticket, so I could hop around as as needed, which was Essential in the end, Craig, wasn't it? Because that's literally what we did. 
Yeah, um, I think um, if you're doing that, that's a fabulous value. It's, I mean, it's sixty pounds a day. Sixty pounds a day. Yeah, it's not not yeah. to be sniffed at that. I mean, not when you is... consider the US parks are over a hundred hundred dollars each a day. And, well, yeah, and that's exactly. and that's that's for a park, right? That's yeah, not to park. Exactly. That's to get into right. a park. So, I mean, the, the the difference for me, this is the first time I've I've not been with an annual pass in many years. Um, like nearly every year, I had an annual pass, even if I had just went once or twice. So I did miss out on the photo pass, and I did miss out on the discounts. But because I was a, still a, like a, a legacy shareholder, I had a shareholders card which gave me. 15% off my food and 15% off uh, shopping. So, you know, it's not the 20% that the Infinity Pass gives you, but it's more than the 10% that you'd get with the... Um, I can't remember what the, the gold card is now. Magic but... Magic Plus. Yes. Uh, and Craig had the silver the silver pass anyway, so he got 10%. Uh, I just got a slap. <laughs> with a wet kipper. Yeah. yeah. So um yeah, so that's so that's what I did. And to be fair, like when they sent the tickets through, they said, you know, here's your ticket. You don't need to print it out, you just need to um get it scanned at the gates. And the the problem we had really, the biggest problem, was that Craig had booked his reservations for the days that we were going. So he had entry. I had entry because I had dated tickets, but every time we went from one part to the other, they had to scan or they had to check that yep. Craig had his reservation and he had his pass. Yeah. So it's I, I I just don't understand it. I don't understand why you can have your pass and you've linked. You know, to, to get your reservations, you've had to link your annual pass to get into the portal anyway to, to link the two. Yep. So I don't understand why they have to do that. No. And, and the entrance to the studios is an absolute pig and a poke as well because you don't know where you're going. I mean, it wasn't too... I wouldn't say it was that busy, was it, Craig? It, it, like, it whenever was... we went to... When, whenever we went through the gates, it was never a really busy time. So that wasn't too much of a problem. The thing, all they had to do, right, is when we were there in February, earlier on the year, as you were coming out your hotels every day, you had to go and get your COVID pass checked and you got a um, a wristband colour-coded for that day. And that wristband just give you authority to go wherever you wanted because you'd been checked for your COVID. Uh, all they had to do was that. On the, on the first morning when, you, when you're going in, you get a wristband, you check it once, not what we had to do. I mean, the, I think the second day we, we went between the parks five or six times. And every time, it's only a small queue, but it's still a queue. Check it. They wave him. Through, they check his, but then wave him through. They check mine and then scan it. And then you'd have to go and scan in again. You know, and just... It, it's the multiple checks as well, isn't it? They check you like half a mile away from the gates and then yeah. check you again when you get there. Actually, and no, we didn't like, get... Well, you've already... We didn't get that, actually. We got it... So, as an example, they had people standing just outside the entrance to... Well, not the entrance of the Disneyland Hotel, but, you know, like the, the, the main marquee that you walk through of the Disneyland Hotel to get to the gates. Yeah. 
they had normally two people standing there um, doing that. But once we got to the gates, you just had to scan your pass. They didn't ask. Yeah. You didn't have to do anything anything more. What I thought was really funny, though, was every time... Because I had the, the, the ticket on my phone. So every time I went to uh, scan in to let the gates open me up, it alerted my Apple Pay. <laughs> so I think they were trying to double charge me every time I went through. I didn't, but yeah. Well, that was mm-hmm. weird that the technology worked in that way. Yeah. No, that is strange. Um, so I suppose that leaves us with your, your days in the park. So go for it. Talk us through your days. Uh, day one, we hit the studios first, didn't we, Craig? Because we wanted to see uh, Avengers Campus. Yeah, we went We went and had a look at Avengers Campus. We, um, I mean, I, oh, it's very hard because... It wasn't there in February. It was still a building site. And the excitement in February was, oh, it's coming soon. And then I've had this extra trip and I've left the family behind. And I've, I, I just, you've just got to compare everything, I think, to Hogwarts and, and what they've done in Universal. And I didn't have a moment. I, it didn't take me breath away, but it was still brilliant. Do you know what I mean? It was still a new area to go and explore. Um, but it's a, it's a new area. And you might know P-Dabs more than Nick did. Um, is the an Avengers campus in the cartoon worlds or the comic book worlds? It wasn't until the one in California opened and then they, they've done some comic books based on it since. So um, I think... But it's a whole new concept. Yeah, so I think they have to story build around it more to 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 give it a bit more um law basically i mean you've got black widow bouncing around she's dead you've got iron man bouncing around he's dead uh, you've got the new captain america um who else did we see you've got ant-man and the wasp so it was a it was a mixed bag of characters, which is brilliant because you're seeing all these characters. Spider-Man was knocking about. Um, I'm not sure I actually seen Spider-Man. I just heard him because the crowds. I um, think, yeah, I think I saw him when you might have gone to the low. Yeah. Like doing something. So, I only caught the end of his show, but yeah. So for me, it it's a strange area. I mean, what did you think about it, P-Dabs, when you went? I, I I loved it. I I have mixed feelings about the two. I think the one in Paris is set out better. Uh, I think it looks better. But in general, the Californian one was better story-wise. It kind of tells you the story a little bit better. As I said to you the other day, though, because you questioned why these, these characters were all walking around. Yeah. It is, that is meant to be the story. The, the meet and greet for Ant-Man and the Wasp is meant to be a, a doodad that pulls characters out at certain points of time and right. it'll put them all in one one timeline, um, which is why you've got characters that are dead walking around. Um, California's even weirder because they had Hulk in his Quantum Realm costume standing next to Black Widow. Yeah. Who died in that film. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, um I'll, t- I'll tell you what I think the problem is, and it goes back to what Craig was saying because I I like I think I liked it more than Craig did until we was 
talking about it in that way. And as soon as he started comparing it to Hogsmeade, which you shouldn't do, but also you should do, because if you're if you're thinking yeah. if you're talking film franchises, you can't compare. But if you're talking about how you tell a story and how you make something look, when you go to Hogsmeade, you are stepping into the world of Harry Potter. You are stepping into familiar surroundings. You see Hogwarts yeah. Castle in the distance. You know it's it's designed in a way that's breathtaking. When you go to Avengers Campus, what you see is a bit of a Quinjet and this building which makes no sense in yeah. in in the in the Marvel films. Now, if that building was made to look like, you know, Stark Towers or something, I'd go, Yeah, that makes sense. And that would be that would give you your breathtaking moment. Instead, you walk into this area where nothing is familiar except the characters. Um I kind of understand why they've gone down the route they have in some ways, but there's so many kind of iconic buildings that they could have put, you know, there instead of themed it better. I mean, why was it not? Why could they have not made it a New York area and had Stark Towers and had um, the Sanctum uh, Sicorium? Do you know what I mean? Like, that, that would have been... That, that would have given you your, your Potter moment walking in there. Yeah. Instead, you're walking into somewhere which doesn't look familiar at all. Like, the only thing you recognise is a Quinjet, and even that's not the, you know, not exactly the same as what you're used to seeing either. So, in that regard, I think it's impressive, but also not impressive. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. I can understand why they've done it like they have, because it's very nondescript. They can go, oh, we've got one in Paris, we've got one in California, wherever they're going to build them in the future. Um, I understand that, but also I, I completely understand that you want to see those iconic things. Yeah. I, th- I um, think that's where it gets let down a bit. I mean, yeah. that with all that being said, like it was still fabulous. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. You know, it, it it still brought a smile to me face. Hmm. And we were able to walk straight on to uh, the Iron Man ride at that time, if you remember. It was maybe a five minute wait, ten minute wait, if that. I think it was I think it was five minutes. I mean it was literally just just walk through the queue, wasn't it? Really. Um and I, I mean the only I thought the, the queue only was okay, you, you didn't know. Uh I don't know. I mean, on reflection, right, we walked straight through. Um, they, they had us into the, the loading bits that would have been for a um, rock and roller coaster. So you, you, they sort of guide you in, if I remember rightly, into the Iron Man bit, where they tell a bit, they tell the story basically of what the ride is. Yeah. And he's in English and she's in French or the other way around. Other way around other way around and just pick one of the other guys and and just have subtitles on on the screen so that you can follow the story because they didn't have subtitles on the screens that I could see or remember. Iron Man is amazing but but it was like a two minute storytelling. So you don't get to spend much time with them. No. No, I think the animatronic um, is impressive, but 
I think you're spend right. more time with Buzz Lightyear in the queue. Uh, oh, I mean, only, only if the only if it's it's backed up. I mean, the thing is, we would have spent more time with Iron Man had we been backed up, but we weren't. Yeah, and that was always um, a rock and roller coaster, anyways. That it was never a, a a long queue to go on that attraction most of the year, anyway. Now we sat towards the middle for the first ride of the, of the trip. Yep. And um, the you've done it as well, haven't you, Paul? Yeah. So you'll yeah. know where we're coming from here. Everything missed the beat on the coaster. Yep. It was lit almost. It, it was obviously dark in there, but I could see certainly the track layout. I could see the walls. Yeah. Um, and it just... And then these badly spaced out screens... And it, it just didn't work. I, I come out disappointed. I was made up that I'd been on Rock and Roller Coaster again because it's a fabulous coaster. But the story just fell on its arse. And I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's how I felt. As as a ride, I love it because, as Craig said, the actual coaster itself is has always been good when it was Rock and Roller Coaster as well. But the screens just don't work. And, you know, we recorded the, an episode the other day for Disney Parts with Mr. D talking about Guardians, which obviously has got a very similar kind of setup, you know, in that it's a coaster with screens. But, you know, if you've ever seen any footage of it, the screens work much better because of how they've got that ride going. It's very hard to do that on a coaster that's as quick as Rock and Roller Coaster is and make it work. So it, it just doesn't. And the other problem as well, when you go, when you then later go on Space Mountain, which we did later in that day, when you go on that coaster, it's almost entirely pitch black, so you yeah. can't see. And it's and it was weird because I don't know why. Because obviously the, the idea is that they're both in the dark, but as Craig said, you could see like the track around you. Whilst in Space Mountain, it's much much harder to see it. It just feels much darker in there. So when you do get the bits of the screens or you fly past some of the models and stuff like that, it works that much better because it's it's in complete darkness. You feel like you're in space. Did did the rock and roller coaster have headlights on the front uh, back in the day? Because it was a stretch limo. The, 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 Disney, the Disneyland Paris one was ne- never had. The Disneyland Paris one wasn't a stretch limo. All oh, right, okay. So no. But this now, you're in a Stark vehicle, and it's got a big giant reactor on the front of it, which was a brilliant white light. Yeah. And it looks impressive when it comes in, and maybe that should be turned off as you get catapulted. They should trip it out. So Because maybe that is lighting up the, the track in front you're of probably, you. You're probably right. Yeah. I, I mean, the thing is, it's hard to... To know for sure, because Rock and Roller Coaster, you had all the lighting rigs, which had spotlights shining, so you could see stuff as you was going around. But again, that was that was designed to be that way. But that wasn't the vehicles; that was what they set up. But yeah, with this, maybe that is the problem. But I mean, it's it's you know it's still a good ride, but the 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 fact that it's supposed to be this story is what lets it down. It just doesn't it doesn't work, and they need to. I don't know whether you replace the screens with something else. Uh, 
I don't know I don't know what the answer is, but at the moment it just doesn't work. That said, we went on the next day, didn't we, Craig? Yeah, and we had we sat on the front and it magically all seemed to work at the front. Although it was still lit up, um we hit the screens and we were in the beat of the ride. So we seen everything happening as it should happen. And it was a totally different experience. Yeah. Still has the floors, P dubs, but yeah, if you sit in the front row, I mean by the time we was I think we was the last ride of the day, or we was certainly the last group of the day. And they just said, sit where you want. So we went, okay, we'll have the front. And yeah, it, it does work much better. But that's not that's not a good enough excuse. It shouldn't just work in, you know, a few seats. It needs to work for the whole length of the car. So no. I don't know what the answer is there. No. And for me, it just lacks. It's called Avengers Flight Force. There's two Avengers in it. Yeah. Boom, yeah. Yeah. Good point. The... Um, so we didn't do. We went to try and do Spider Man. I yeah. think it was a forty-minute wait or forty-five-minute wait, something like that. Yeah. So we started queuing up, but it was clearly not going to be a forty-five-minute wait. I think after twenty-five <laughs> minutes, we gave up, which was good because yeah. my anxiety was then going through the roof, and then we had to kind of do the walk of shame back through the queue, which was just it's not. There was no way. You, you know what it's like, Paul. There's it was just a sweat box, just a great big square room that went back yeah. and back and back and back and back. And we made it through a, the very first bit of that. And you could see the 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 ride bit where you're going to go off to do the ride, and it just wasn't moving. Yeah. And we stood there for about 15 minutes, and we're going, no, that's still this, this isn't moving. And they made no announcements or anything like that. So should we just jib it? Because we, we, we'd had your top tip of go back later on and, and it's virtually a walk on. So we, we had that in our arsenal basically. Mm. So we bailed and um and off we went. And we struggled then. I think we just left the um, the studios. You no, were keen we, on Tower of Terror. We weren't we didn't. We so, went to we went to Mickey the Magician. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to tell P Dubs what you thought of Mickey the Magician? It's a six out of ten. Oh, Cray! <laughs> Cray, he was Cray, such Cray. a sourpuss on it, and I'm like, "What's your problem, man?" He fell asleep as well. <laughs> it was. That's oh. why it's a six out of ten because you missed half of it. Now you could see, you could see all the. You could see all the strings. You could see all the the cast members coming in and, and moving stuff. The puppeteers. You could see the puppeteers. And I don't know if you're supposed to see them or not, but it was it was good. And I was off my feet and I was warm for a bit. Um, it wasn't bad. I mean, six out of ten is still good. If it's open in February with the family, I'll still do it. You, it won't. That's why we had to do, that's why we had to do it because it was not going to be open in February. Um, I I still think it's great. It was the second time I think it was the second time I've seen it. Yeah, no, it was the second time I've seen it, and uh, yeah, I, I still think it's one of the best shows they, oh, they put on. Yeah, certainly better than Lion King. Um, the Tinkerbell, the Tinkerbell at the start was amazing. 
And I th- and I really had high hopes. It was a, it was a it was a little light bulb on a bit of string bouncing around the stage, and I thought, oh man, this is going to be amazing. And yeah, it, it, it was good. It was good. I definitely think, go and see it, people. I I think the Elsa change is just as impressive, in some ways more impressive than the London Stage Show musical version. Because of the limitations of that that arena that they're in, um, so yeah, I, th- I think it's I think it's really good. Um, but yeah, I think after that, I think we left to go back yeah. to or or to go to for the first time uh, Disneyland Park, and um, I was initially underwhelmed by the view because, of course, we went at Christmas, so. You're hyping yourself up. You go through the barriers. You go to the Disneyland train station. You can see the 30th anniversary decorations on the train station and the Christmas ones. It all looks very jolly and festive. And I'm thinking, right, I'm going to see the castle for the first time in three years. You know, this is going to be exciting. And we walk under uh, the station and we come out the other side and there's a massive Christmas tree. (laughs) Because... I completely forgot that's what I do at Christmas. So you could not see the castle for this tree. Um, they always have a massive tree. I'd forgotten that. And I was like, you've just blown the view. So. You see, I, I was the other way. I I couldn't believe how amazing it was. Oh, I was absolutely grinning from here to here. The tree. And yeah, you had to walk around the tree <laughs> to see the castle. You yeah. did. But oh my word, it's my first experience of a park at Christmas um, globally. You know, much of my family's disgust. But oh my goodness me. You go to Disneyland Paris, there's not there's no Christmas upsell, there's no after hours party. It's all, everything they provide is just all part of that that ticket for that day. Get out of town, man! It's just amazing. The, I mean, the Christmas decorations. Uh, there was nothing I saw that was new um, from the last time I went at Christmas, but I mean, they're still really impressive. What we missed out on, Craig, and I wish you'd have said something to me about it, is they do a tree lighting ceremony about five o'clock every day. And that's beautiful to see. That is really nice what they do. Um, so we didn't do that. But, you know, the Christmas decorations were nice. There was one time I was on Main Street. I don't even know where you were, Craig. Because there was we, we hardly spent any time apart. But there was one point where there was snow falling on Main Street. Yeah, yeah. How do so they were yeah. doing that. Um, but not as frequent as they might do elsewhere i don't know but you know still still lovely to see but the christmas decorations are nice i love what they do with the lamp posts at christmas just yeah they, they always do a good job with the christmas decorations um but what impressed me the most when i did eventually get to see it was how beautiful the castle was um obviously they spent a lot of time doing it up for the 30th anniversary and it was stunning they did a really good job with it. It looked like day one fresh. Just the best. So, fair play Disneyland Paris on that. 
Yeah. What do we so do first? Any other... <laughs> well, I think we that day because the the thing is because it was two men going, there was a lot of stuff we didn't do for obvious reasons, and also a lot of things like um, Small World uh, down for a lengthy refurb and stuff. So the attractions that we did do were Phantom Manor, Pirates, Star Tours, Space Mountain. Big Thunder. We, we went back later on to do Big Thunder because um, it was... Uh, we went at night. We did, we did it as the last ride yeah, of the we, night before we did the parade. So do it in the pitch black. We did Indiana Jones on the last morning oh. um, in the rain, which was amazing. Um, that that was about all we did. We didn't do any of the, you know, the, the we saw the parades. The kids. We saw the yeah. parades. Um, we saw yeah. the Christmas parade. We saw the daytime parade for the thirtieth. And we on the first night we did see um, the thirtieth anniversary. Oh, what do they call it? Moment. I think but the drone remember. show. The drone show. Did you see that P dubs? I didn't know I um I spent my time in in the studios at night. Um see, just because as, it had the extra time. Yeah, see we did, but the studios closed at seven. Yeah. So we didn't see that. Um uh, and of course I was still still on summertime, so the parks were weren't closing until ten o'clock. Ah uh, right. Okay. The fireworks were at nine, weren't they? <laughs> So the, the yeah. drone show was at 10 to 9 and then the fireworks followed swiftly after. The drone show, I'd seen it on, on YouTube before, like, you know, when they first debuted it um, in person. I mean, it was it was fantastic, right, wasn't it? Oh, stunning. Absolutely stunning. It, it, it was just, it was just mind-blowing, to be honest. Um, absolutely unbelievable. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I, it's certainly certainly one of the best things they've they've done for night time. Um, I'd never seen Dreams at Christmas before. Big fan of Dreams, um, so I thought, oh, this is going to be great. And I thought it was absolutely bang average. Yeah, after after <laughs> after you'd have to watch the drone show, and then that went on. It was, I mean, so on the drone show we were standing on the curb. We had this family in front of us. Um, the little boy is there, not a problem. He watched the drone show. And then the fireworks kick in, and Nick says, I'm going to video this, and we can put it up on the, the YouTube channel, whatever. And he's got his freaking gimbal thing out, and he set it all up, and he's holding it there. And the first few bars of music kick in, and the little boy got catapulted onto the dad's shoulders right in front of me. It was and, great. And, and the camera literally an obscured view straight away. The camera just went back in, or the, the phone went back in his pocket. Um, Nick went and stood in front of the family. I went and stood and sat on the shoulder of the, the mum so I could see. <laughs> I was literally, my head was in between the, the, the boy, the dad and the mum. Um, just, just, I, I just want to point them. out. I just want to point out that the reason I did that was because I was obviously shorter than the dad, so I didn't do yeah, it as out of spite to block yeah, his view. Yeah. I did it so I could see as well. Um, 
But yeah, and, I, and it's something I've done it. I've done it loads. You know, with it, I've had Eve on my shoulders, mm. I've had Grace on my shoulders, I've had Rose on my shoulders, I've had Molly and Joanna on my shoulders. Um, and I get it. Um, and it didn't ruin it because all we had to do was move a little bit. But all you seen was all these children go boing, 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 it's up onto shoulders. It's very annoying when you stand there. I mean, we stood there for about half an hour before the drone started to stand there all that time thinking you've got a good spot. You know, you're you're on the curbs, you're a bit higher up and all that. And then as soon as it starts, everyone just starts plonking people right in front of you. And you're like, what was, what was, what was the point? But yeah, to, but the, the thing is, like seeing um, the drones and then seeing Dreams was like seeing something digital and then something analog. Like it suddenly felt very old fashioned to see fireworks. Yeah. The drones, I mean, there's so much that they can do with them. They're doing great stuff with them already, but... I can only imagine what they could do. Now, this is this is supposed to be a short show before, you know, the main event. Um, but that impressed me more than the fireworks, and that is definitely where I think Disney should be uh, pushing forward with the next nighttime spectacular is to do it with drones. I think it's yeah, it's it's great. And to be honest, it's it's going to have the same limitations as fireworks do anyway. You know, if the weather's really bad or it's really windy, it, it ain't going to happen. But that's the same yeah. with the fireworks. So it's not like it's any riskier doing it. You know, they either can or they can't. That's it. Uh, but before before we did that, we did take your advice and we did go over to uh, the studios before it closed. We got there about half past six to see what Spider-Man was like. And I think by that point, Craig, it was about 20 minutes or 25 minutes. Yeah, and in reality, it was about fifteen, wasn't it? Yeah, it it was much quicker. You you know, we walked through all the bit that we'd got stuck in before really quickly. Um, the lesson that I learnt though was that you know you don't see anything until you actually meet up with the lightning lane slash single riders. Yeah. So. I wanted to do the whole queue because obviously there's certain attractions. If you don't do the whole queue and you just do single riding, you do miss out on things. But with this, you don't. So we learned our lesson the first night. So we did that. Um, I think it's great that, you know, unlike Iron Man, there is translation. So Peter Parker is French, but there's, um, you know, a little screen at the bottom that's, uh, or to the side that, you know, translates everything for you. So you know exactly what's going on. I think the, the Pepper's Ghost thing they do is really well done. I think it was, you know, quite funny. It sets the story up. You understand what you're going to be doing. Um, I thought they did a really good job. Now, I knew that this was going to be like the Ninjago ride at Legoland. So I'd already kind of, I'd kind of lowered my expectations. Um, but Craig, what did you think? <laughs> I I did not, but people like yourself talk about Ninja, Ninjago and all that. And I thought... <laughs> I'm going to be underwhelmed by this. And we get on and we goes round and I'm expecting a buzz and woody situation where they say, this is how you do it. Because and it is a test run. But no, you're straight into it. So for about the first five seconds, I was like, what do we do? What do we do? Because I hadn't read any of the signs or anything outside. And then I just looked and I seen what everyone was doing. So I started doing it. And you can see 
a, a physical manifestation of what you're doing on the screen. And it was just amazing. What an absolutely brilliant ride. I will say I was knackered. By yeah. the time it finished, <laughs> it's I painful, was... isn't it? <laughs> oh, mate. Like... I, 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 if I knew it was going to be like that, I'd have done a warm-up before. Do you know what I mean? But it, it really it really gets you going. Um, and because, obviously, you know, it's it's a game where you get points, you know, you're scored for it. Uh, you want to you wanna also take, not take it seriously, but you want to, you know, play along properly. And it's frantic. You know, there's stuff going on yeah. in all different places. You know, there's stuff coming above you, below you, to the sides, in front of you. So it's like, well, you know, where where do I shoot next? But the fact that you are shooting... And look, what kid grew up knowing who Spider-Man was and never pretended to shoot webs? And now yeah. you're doing it for real. Like, it, it really impressed me how much fun I had doing it. As knackered as I was afterwards, I was like, I came off of it and thought that was a lot of fun. That that was fun. So Definitely. fair play to them doing that. Um, very very surprised at how much I enjoyed it. We did it the next day. We did exactly the same thing. Uh, we went on towards the end of the day before the park closed. Um, but that time we did single rider, um, and that's my top tip. Um, if you don't want to queue up and the single rider is quite short, is that you will go into, um, you go into the show scene straight away. And we, we did go on together and the, the, the very, the stress as you are, are you together? <laughs> no, mate, we know it's a single rider. And, but we did end up on together. So most people did. That was the, like, so what they were doing was they were kind of like let, letting like, I don't know how many people they let through, but let's say, like, say 30. So what they'd do is they'd let 30 people through from the main queue, and then they'd do that, you know, two or three times, and then they'd let the Lightning Lane and the Single Riders all go in together. So at that point, your chances of going on together are quite high. Not everyone did, so that doesn't guarantee it, because at the end of the day, when you get to the actual ride itself, you then you go in a separate bit and you do have the people that have been queuing up in the main queue separated. So, you know, there is a chance you will get split up, but because it's four people's a vehicle, every chance that you might still do as well if there's two of you. Um, but yeah, so I did it again. Uh, I can't... What, what I'm interested in is, I know P-Dabs, you bought um, your son, the, the, the web things, the enhancements. Yeah. Did he get to use them? Yeah, yeah, he used it. Um, um, used it in California. How, how was it different? Oh, the the webs are completely different. Like the one he'd got because it was the it was the Spider Man one. Um, yeah. It was the the web that he uses in the first solo film that okay. um, he shoots at someone and it electrifies them. So you can see it when you're shooting it on the screen. The web looks completely different. Wow. Um, so it does interact auto- automatically. Um, now, now we thought because we we did look at them, didn't we? Do you have to buy yeah. two parts? Yeah. So it was a combined fee of about seventy euros. Yeah. Which an interactive wand in Harry Potter is fifty dollars, sixty dollars. Yeah. So the the only thing I didn't see anybody using them. 
but you're only seeing three people in the in your cart, and one of them is Nick. Yeah. So if there was only one person, you know, <laughs> or two people. So that's not a good comparison, really. It's not. Um, but also, I didn't see anyone in the queue with them. And the thing is, like, you, you don't put it on when you go. You know, if you if you're gonna have it, you're gonna put it on while you're in the queue. You're not gonna wait till you get on the ride vehicle to put it on. So I, I didn't see, and also I didn't see people buying them. You know, we was in that shop a few times. Uh, you know, the main shop in Avengers Campus, and I didn't see anyone. I saw people looking at them. Um, yeah, and I, think well, I don't biggest, think it's particularly well advertised. It, well, I tell what you what, nothing, nothing is in there, right? <laughs> so. The only th- the only thing they they do have is they have the spider bots in like a little one of those yeah. little kind of tray things you get used to get in ham leagues when they're trying to sell you those dogs that yeah. do backflips. Um, so you could see those working, but there was nothing to explain. There was like a little picture that explained, you know, this is what it is, and this, you know, these are the enhancements. Um, but there was no demonstrations of what they were. You what you really want is a cast member wearing it. I think yeah, like saying this and is a screen what, and. Well, it does. I mean, you don't don't have to demonstrate. You, you could have a video playing as to, sh- to show yeah. you like what the differences are. But what you want is to see someone wearing it and how you use it, and then that would make more sense to what it was. They also had P dubs. I don't know if they do this in California, but they had these Spider Man glasses or Spider Man yeah. goggles. The goggles, yeah. But it was only by reading it, I kind of figured out what it what they did, and what it appears to do is it gives the, the different kind of like eyes that spider-man does so obviously how his eyes change in his suit they go big and yeah. you know narrow and all that um so it appeared to do that but again there was none of them working so they didn't have no. like a test pair they didn't have anyone wearing them so i'm looking at these glasses for like i don't know 20 euros or something i'm thinking well what what are they for are they for the do you wear them <laughs> on the attraction do you just wear them walking around you know you can't stick stuff in a shop like that that doesn't explain really well what no. they are and then expect people to buy them. So, you know, people were buying, you know, lots of you know, people were buying lots of merch, but they were buying merch. They weren't buying the big yeah. ticket items they want you to buy. No one was buying spider bots. No one was buying goggles. No one was buying the, the gauntlets or anything like that. They were buying t shirts. They were buying mugs. They were buying jumpers. Um, you know, Spirit jerseys were very popular in there. Um, but they they not demonstrating the big ticket items very well, um, and I mean spider bots. Yeah, I know you've got one. Uh, well, not you, but yep. I've got one. But um, well. yeah, I mean it's <laughs> well, yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, for me, like of of the three things, that would be the least interesting thing to me because yeah, it crawls around. The, Wonderful. <laughs> the other thing that I, I thought was potentially missing is where's where's the butterbeer? Yeah. You know, they, they did the expansion of Magic Kingdom and you could buy Lafru's brew, which is arguably nicer than Butterbeer. Um and I'll stand by that. You know, give us something like that. I mean yeah. we were we went and ate in the um Iron Man pasta shop or whatever it was called. What was that called, Peter? Do you know everything? Stocks. Yeah. Yeah, stocks. And um, the f- the food was it was lovely. You know, it was really nice, and it's healthy food. The <laughs> you know the pizzas were substantial slices of pizza. Um, we had you had mac and cheese, didn't you? And I had the um, tomato based pasta. Um, no, you had oh, no, it was, 
bolognese, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah and um, I had. It was lovely. It was yeah. proper nice. I mean, you got a you got a a decent sized bowl of pasta. They were about thirteen euros each. I, there was a vegan option. I mean, the vegan option looked very bland, to be fair. So I went for the mac and cheese. But, um, you know, at least they had one. Um, I thought the pizza was expensive for what it was. It, you're right, Craig. It was like a big slice, but you get a bigger slice in Costco for like one pound fifty. So when you're charging oh, yeah, something like eight dollars a slice or something, you're like, that's a bit bit much. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, in in terms of like quick service food, I I thought it was it was a nice addition. Um, I mean, the one thing I will say about the, the park in general, from an eating point of view, is that I was impressed by the many uh, veggie and vegan options they've now got, because that was always something they lacked in the parks was variety. You you know, it was a veggie burger or it might have been a salad. That that was your two options when you went somewhere. Everywhere now has, or, or nearly everywhere has at least one vegan option. Um, the we looked at the menu of the superhero cafe. Is that what it's now called? Yeah. The, uh, the former, um, yeah, f- food stand thing. Um, and you know that you know now it's sandwiches rather than burgers, but they've got you know a pastrami sandwich or a vegan pastrami sandwich. Um, we went to Toad Hall. Toad Hall did fish and chips or vegan fish and chips. Casey's Corner's got a vegan hot dog. You know, most places did... Oh, and there's still some places that didn't have any vegetarian options at all. But most had at least one thing on the menu, and that's a big improvement, I think. Um, and the same, we went around the, the food festival, didn't we, Craig? In the studios. Yeah. And again... Most places had one option, some had none, but then there was also a completely vegan stand. So, you know, you'd be able to get food, you know, there's literally something for everyone now, and I think that's uh, a big a big improvement. Uh, then the only other, th- what we haven't mentioned, the weather was pretty bad, wasn't it? Most yeah, of the time it was there. Yeah. When, yeah, sort Wednesday, of. Wednesday was horrendous. We left the park after about two hours because it was it was raining so heavy, yeah. and they had a parade go on during this rainstorm, and I could not believe they were doing it. It was it was really bad, really heavy rain, and they were still doing the parade. I was shocked, um, but in general, it was quite cold. It was quite windy, wasn't it? Yeah. Um... We had layers on. It yeah. didn't get us down. We just kept going. Um, we we ate in outside in um, Ailes Sandwich. We yeah. ate in McDonald's, and we ate in the Italian pasta place. Vapiano's, yeah. Vapiano's took crates of Vapiano's. Um, we went we... inside Five Guys. I had a lovely bag of chips from Five Guys, yeah, because their veggie options are yeah. awful. Um, and we went for a, a drink in King, King Ludwig's with uh, with Darren, yeah, one of our listeners. So that was lovely to meet Darren. Um, and all, all I could see while we were having a drink with Darren was all the people around were having portions of chips coming out with mayonnaise all over them. 
and we were starving and I was thinking, should we get some chips with mayonnaise on? But we never. That was no. when we went round to five guys, I think, funny. Yeah, five, and I got a burger from McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's. no, McDonald's, yeah. yeah. You got a chocolate burger. <laughs> got a chocolate peanut butter burger. Um, yeah, so it was lovely to meet Darren, and we're going to... I've already uh, said to Darren to come on the show in the new year, P-Dubs, because he is uh, a driver. He does... Uh, he, he he goes quite often, and he, but he always drives. So yeah. I thought it'd be good to have him on to, uh, to talk us through that. Um and oh, we met Liam as well, didn't we? In the queue for Big Thunder Mountain. Well, yeah. So Liam, if you're listening, give us. <laughs> yeah, you recognise Craig, of course, because no one, no one ever recognises me. Um, so yeah, Liam, give us a wave in the Facebook group, um, and, and we'll thank you properly. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I think three days maybe a day too many for us. Yeah, as as grown men, if I'd, if we, you're with the kids, everything's a bit slower, and yeah. you want to go on all the little rides, and that's part of the magic. Um, Disneyland Paris is now my home park. I absolutely adore this place. The, the first two times I went, they weren't negative, but they were. It, everything was compared to Walt Disney World. It's never going to be Walt Disney World. It is what it is. And what it is, is amazing. It's absolutely brilliant. It is. And, you know, I we didn't have one single negative experience in the parks. No, and you I'll know, tell you what, actually, one of the best we, we didn't talk about this was when we went to Sequoia Lodge. Yeah. And uh, we went to the bar in Sequoia Lodge, which I always forget the name of. Um, Redwood. Okay. And, Boom! Um, he's always there, isn't he? He's he always knows. There. He knows. He knows. That's why. He's, that's why I did a podcast with him because he can fill in all the gaps. <laughs> that I don't know. Um, but yeah, we went and had a drink. Well, you wanted to go and check the hotel out because that's where you were staying next year. Yeah. Um, but we ended up staying for a drink, and uh, the football was on in the background, and we was you know we had a good view of the the screen. We were sat on some sofas because it was empty in there, but the service was great. Like we got shown to, you know, you don't just go and sit down. Someone will, will tell you, you know, take you to your seats. We had a really great guy uh, service, um, you know, took our drinks orders, got our drinks. Um, I had a short, a Namoretto and Coke, and it came in this little uh, carafe. The Coke came in a little carafe, so you got the, uh, the alcohol in a glass, and you could like add as much as you wanted. And I thought that was it. Like the presentation was just really nice, but the service was great as well. And it's it's a lovely bar to be in, right, Craig? Because you have got that big fireplace yeah. they they lit while we was in there, and yeah, it's very I homely. Mean, the first time I've ever been in that resort in that hotel, and it was that hotel in particular is built for Christmas. It was so Christmassy in there just exploded out of your head. I mean, we, we went over and we had a quick walk around the Marvel Hotel and they were just erecting the tree um, outside. A big New York tree was going up and inside they did have a tree and they had very uh, eloquent decorations that weren't in your face. But when we went in that hotel, oh, it was so Christmassy. It was untrue. Yeah, yeah. I, I was very impressed with Marvel. Um, 
I thought they'd done it really well. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's not as impressive as uh, the artist's impressions were um, when they first announced it, but I thought it was a really nice hotel. I loved walking around and seeing the different artwork. Um, we we just went to the shop. And we were just kind of like walking around the, the open areas downstairs. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really nice. Um, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get to stay there on a future trip. But, uh, yeah, I think... For me, I probably won't go back this year, uh, next year, shall I say. Um, I think I'm going to leave it till 2024 or when they announce when the new um, area is going to open in the studios. So I, I just feel that the the new addition of, of Avengers Campus isn't enough to drag the whole family over again at the moment, especially as they're, you know, my, neither of my kids are, are that into Marvel. So, um, yeah, I, I I don't think there's enough there at the moment to to drag us all back. But when that new frozen area opens up, I think that will be the uh, the thing that swings it. Um, and just finally, uh, Craig, we went on Carl's road trip, didn't we? Yeah. Oh Jesus! I mean, I knew it was going to be naff, but bloody hell! I mean, it's it's awful, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely awful. Oh. Did you do a P dubs? Yeah, I did. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, it was like I just I just don't see the point of it. It's it's absolutely redundant, absolutely redundant. I mean, there was absolutely no queue, was there, Craig? Like we walked up there, go and sit wherever you wanted to because you know they've got these big long you know trailers that that carry you around there like they used to do, but there's no one there. It's it must it's not... be costing Jaws level money to run that 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 thing, you know. I don't know. I don't think as much as it probably doesn't cost as much as that because there's only one scene that has all that going on rather than the whole attraction. But to run that for the amount of guests that are going through it, it just it just seems pointless. I mean, I I imagine there's times of day where they are just sitting there waiting for someone to arrive. The problem is as well is it's now well out of the way of anywhere else. You know, when it was a studio backlot tour, it was really easy to see from a distance and find but now where they've they've you know had to restructure it all and make it smaller it's now in the arse and nowhere yeah so you've got to follow the signposts and, and then you're like oh there it is it just yeah just just seems completely pointless but is that where star wars is supposed to go uh partly yeah yeah, yeah it's behind it's behind that wall yeah as you walk up to the entrance it's behind there yeah um, and also, the the other thing to note, the Disneyland Hotel is in a massive state of disrepair. Oh, it's falling yeah. apart. Like, I know, it, it, we know it's obviously going for a refurb, right? We know that's why it's closed. So that's no surprise. But, you know, there were windows at the front of the building that just had, like, uh, plastic over the front of them where they're taking a the window out. There was bits of wood rotting away around the window frame. It it just looked messy, really, really messy. And it, I mean, I I think that was supposed to be due to reopen next year. They've got a lot of work to do before that's going to be reopened. I think. So it wouldn't surprise me if it's not that doesn't open till twenty twenty four either. I think Hasan Paris got the uh, Olympics in twenty four. Yeah. So I think that them parks will be all bang on the money. 
and you're, you're going to have Frozen open, that hotel will be open. It'll be, I mean, it'll be a year to avoid almost because it'll be so busy, I reckon. Well, certainly during the Olympics, it'll be busy. Yeah, imagine, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, but, I mean, just wrapping up, um, I've already said it, it's my new favourite place to go. As much as uh, on that Disney Parks the other night, I, I said I'm not excited about Walt Disney World. It's just a foreboding I've got of having to go to Walt Disney World. There was no foreboding at Disneyland Paris. We didn't have to buy the fast passes. We we you know we had small enough queues that you could queue up. We did everything we wanted to do. We had brilliant time in them parks it was absolutely lovely yeah everything was working all the rides were were bang on you know phantom manor looks great still uh pirates was all working nothing was not working properly um yeah it it, it, it they've obviously spent money getting it ready for the 30th and it's it shows you know everything looked bang up so yeah, good stuff. Um, Craig, it's just to finish off yep. the show, you had a question for us. Yeah, just um, specifically for Disneyland Paris, what, what is each of you looking forward to coming in 2023? I know there's not a lot of new stuff in 2023. It's all going to be 24. But and I mean, basically, Nick, you've said you're not going in 23 anyway. But... I, I, what a- I, I can't see myself. That doesn't mean that I won't, because I, I already said to my wife when I come home, I'm happy to, to not go back next year unless they announce Hyperspace Mountains going, and then I probably would take a last-minute trip to go on that one last time. <laughs> I mean, the, the world is getting back to normal now. Stuff's opening up again. The numbers were certainly there when we were there. Um, you know, what was the race week? Was there a race weekend this year, P Dabs? No. No. Is the one at the next moment? Year? That, at the moment, there's not one planned. Oh. I've heard rumours there is one due to be announced for for 2023, but if if it does, it'll be early in the new year, I think. Um, I mean, there's there's an obvious thing that I'm looking forward to next year, uh, and one may probably not so obvious. So I don't want to say the obvious one in case it's what P Dubs was going to say. No, I I don't think mine will be something that someone else would say. For me, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how Avengers Campus evolves. Yeah. Um, we we talk we've talked about it here that we didn't think Disneyland Paris would keep up with how they've done it in California, but. Um, we're seeing new characters starting to pop up. Obviously, the new Black Panther uh, has made her appearance this week uh, in Avengers yeah. Campus. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that goes um, and what other new characters we get, whether we see the Hulk make his appearance in Disneyland Paris or or Werewolf by Night or, or someone like that or Moon Knight that they've had or someone new that we haven't seen yet. The um, problem, the problem we had when we were there, because the weather was so bad that things were being cancelled, so we didn't see the uh, the Dara uh, Menage, for example. They yeah. were due to come out, and then it got cancelled at the last minute because 
I guess it was too wet or something. Um, there was the Seen Guardians. Captain Marvel, didn't we? Saw Captain Marvel, saw Captain America, saw from a distance. Yeah, saw from a distance the the galaxy Guardians of the Galaxy dance off party, which I'd seen before anyway, so that's fine. I caught some of the rooftop show with Spider Man, Black Panther, and Black Widow, um, and Taskmaster, not Greg Davis. Um, I think the most disappointing thing that we saw in Avengers Campus, though, Craig, was Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. The costumes looked awful. Oh, so cheap. And the Captain Marvel they've got at the moment is not, you know, probably for obvious reasons, but um, it's not the same Captain Marvel they had when uh, she first debuted in the parks back in 2019. And this one I didn't think was as good as as the first one they had, unfortunately. But, small gripe. Um, so, the, what I'm looking forward to next year, so the obvious one is the village. Next year is going to be the start of the redevelopment of the village, so I'm excited to see that. Cafe Mickey is just closed at the moment. They've done absolutely nothing to Cafe Mickey at all. Nope. Just abandoned it. It's weird that they haven't started work on it. Um, so I'm hoping that that work will start once uh, Planet Hollywood closes uh, in January. So I'm, I'm excited to see what the future is for the village because it's still lacking, I think, severely in some places. Um but the thing that I'm looking for, or I'm hoping that we get in 2023, is something from Bob Iger. Because I think the fact that Star Wars has gone very quiet on the Disneyland Paris front, and they've got all this land to do something with, and you know they've invested this money to do something with the land, I just want confirmation of what that's going to be. Whether that's Star Wars, whether that's Avatar, whether that's something else, I don't really care. But I just want to know what's going on. So I'm hoping that that's what we get in 2023. And what about you, Craig? Um, oh, I'm just excited to be staying in the third hotel on property. Um, I'm just really excited to get stuck into that. I can't, I I think um, the village. What's it called? City Walk. Village. Yeah, yeah, I think the the village as I mean when we were there, it had an atmosphere to it, and on one of the nights, it was because France was playing in the World Cup, yeah, and that sports bar was full, and a goal went in, and the way they've got the acoustics set up at that sports bar, the roar was earth shattering. Oh, it was like so, being in a stadium, wasn't it? Yeah, I am excited to get back in there to do a bit more poking around. I'm excited for to go into Marvel with Jack and Grace, who are both Marvel nuts. You know, I can't wait to um, fleece Taylor for the, the Spider-Man accessories for his son because it'll kill him. But Jack will get them, and I can't wait to see what they look like. Um and again, I'm just the same as Nick and the same as P-Dubs. I'm, I'm excited to see Avengers Campus evolve and bed in and get used to what they're doing, you know, get the vibe going. But I'm also excited for confirmation that Star Wars is still a thing. I can't wait to see all the, the Frozen stuff because we walked 
um, from Val de Europe several times to the park, and that that work that they're doing is vast. Yeah, we walked past we walked past the construction site, P Dubs, of where every you know all the work was being done for Frozen, and uh, yeah, it's obviously going back a long way if we could see it from where we were walking. So yeah, that's that's some exciting stuff. One thing um, that I didn't mention though that I meant to, and I think Craig, you'll agree with me, is I thought this was the worst I've ever seen merchandise-wise in Disneyland Paris. It was, I mean, I, I had an instruction to get Christmas decorations and I can't abide the glass stuff because you're on Tenterooks all the way home and then you're taking it out and you're like, whoa. And they've got this iconic 30, which all you need is a metal frame 30 in the same design, exactly the same design on a bit of string and you're charging me 15 euros or whatever and I buy three of them and they get wrapped up and you come home and they're brilliant, they're on the tree, there they are. But there was nothing. There was there was 30 decorations, which was Mickey Mouse sitting in a car with the 30 above his head and Donald Duck sitting in a car. Um, obviously, Autopia, I believe, or I think, weren't they? Um, but with the one was, Auto- one was Autopia, one was um, Orbitron. Yeah, and it was just so disappointing. Yeah, but I just thought in general, like the merchandise was was awful. I mean, we you obviously were tasked with looking out for spirit jerseys for your girls, and mm. I think we found about eight different spirit jerseys. Um, which, which, from what I'm led to believe, that's quite a lot. Is it? It is for Disneyland Paris. I mean, I think Disney World normally has probably more than that at a time. But yeah, I mean that's that's still quite a lot. Um, they had some nice retro 1992 Euro Disney stuff, um, but I think a lot of the designs lot left a lot to the imagination. Just in general, I thought the 30th anniversary stuff sucked. Like I, I, there was very few things that I thought were worth buying. We did buy one to give out on Patreon, but um, a lot of the stuff we saw was very basic. I didn't think it was was very representative at all. It didn't look very nice. Um, the spirit jerseys were spirit jerseys um, in terms of quality. You know, they were, they were they were good but overpriced. But just just in general, I just thought every, every time we went into a shop, there just wasn't much stuff. You know, I'm normally somebody who's like, oh, can I come home with that? Can I come home with that? And I didn't have that at all. There was so little that I wanted to buy. I almost, I did almost buy the the dragon statue from Kevin and Jody that they did, the dragon under the castle. Um, but just in general, I thought the merchandise was really, really poor this time around. Certainly the worst. I've seen it in quite a while. No a lot of repetition as well, wasn't there? A lot of yeah. repetition. Yeah, it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why, but you know, there's there's always some repetition. But this was extreme. Um, and the other annoying thing was they, the storybook shop reopened again on the last day as an annual pass holder shop. So we'd oh, gone yeah. on, gone in there on the Monday, and uh, it was just selling books and stuff. But on the Wednesday, they'd refilled it with annual pass holder stuff, and Craig could go in, but I couldn't. Which I thought was a bit weird that I couldn't even go in there, you know, because if I can't buy anything, fine. 
but yeah so they wouldn't let me in anyway so we didn't go in um and the weird thing is is that all the pass holder stuff that they were selling in there was all stuff you could buy on shop disney at the same time so i'm not actually sure what was exclusive about the stuff in there it was it seemed very strange but yeah That's a long pause. I think he's dead. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Might kill him. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's that's it for the trip, Craig. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. Um, can't wait for February now. I'm properly excited. Um, more excited for February than I am for August. Um, <laughs> Whether it'll be better I'm, in August. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actively looking for other dates before the annual pass runs out in August to try and get back with our Greece um, and Jack and well, stay th- off site and do it as a budget trip. I think that was that was the other. We didn't talk about that, but yeah, that was the other thing that we were obviously testing on this trip was you staying off site and where you could stay and how much and you know the shortfalls. But I think. You know, where we were, it was a 20-minute walk to the parks or we could jump on the train for, I can't remember how much it was, was it like one 180 or something each? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was no drama, was there, in that regard? Like, no. It was easy enough. Spot on, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess I'll write this episode up. Thanks for having me, boys. Uh, on behalf of P-Dubs, I'll say you're welcome. I'm still here. Hey. Awesome? <laughs> yeah. oh, I thought you I thought you were dead, mate. You okay? Yeah. Because he's he's not dead, he's talking. <laughs> like his ghost. P <laughs> Dub's ghost. Ooh. Right. Well in that case we'll wrap this up. Um thank you for listening. And we'll be back next month. God, is that going to be January? No, that'll might... be December. That'll be a December one. Okay, okay. Yay. All right, there you go. So, yes, thank you for listening, and we will see you very soon. Au revoir. Au revoir. Podcast is a That Production and part of the After Dark Podcast Network.